What a fool, homie. Good morning and welcome to the autopsy of her healing, evolving resiliency. I am Iris Denise Owens, your host, and on the line with me is my beautiful sister and co-host. Good morning, honey bunny. Good morning, honey bunny. Good morning, everybody. How you doing today? I am doing well. You didn't say who you are. <laughs> oh, I'm Stephanie Diani Green. <laughs> I forgot that. <laughs> she needs. She needs no introduction. <laughs> <laughs> Neither do you. Not to mention, does say our names like this. <laughs> <laughs> we are so excited to. This is gonna be one of those conversations today. I yeah, tell. today is gonna be one of those conversations because you know, as we always talk about, you know, life is about evolving. Life is about you know being able to to change to make you know, adjustments in your life to do those necessary um, self-evaluations or evaluations of situations or other people in your life. And then to be able to um, make the decision that something has to change. And normally the change has to start with oneself before you can even move forward. And so we were talking about a few things today and we have we really have some great stuff coming up for you all because of course, the deeper we get into this, um, the more amazing it becomes. You know what? I have to say, Steph, today what? is our 30th episode. Oh my God, already? Today is our 30th episode. So yay for us. Oh my God, happy birthday to me. Yes, that's right. So really? 30th episode for the autopsy of her healing, evolving resiliency. And um, just we are both enjoying this journey so much and looking forward to all that it's going to do, all that it's going to bring us to and that we're going to bring to it. And so we thank each of you who have been joining us and follow us and sharing sharing our podcast. But Please stay tuned because we really have some exciting stuff coming up for you all. Yes, we do. <laughs> so we're going to go ahead and jump in today. And so one of the things we're going to focus on is, and I don't even know that we gave it a title today, but it's going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give it for lack of giving it a title, but it's going to, I think it's going to, we're going to stick with why dot, dot, dot. Mm why yeah yeah why 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 do we at times make the decisions that we make why do we continue on paths that we have experienced or seen that this path is not going in the direction in which we wanted or we intended to go on and then why is it that even when we are on some paths and a major collision happens, why is it that we continue on the path? And a lot of times the path is, you know, it's like riding in a car, right? You have passengers in your car on this path. When do we realize that sometimes, especially if it's our car, because we are our own car, that we need to stop the car, or even in the, in the process of the car being in a crash, 
we need to leave some passengers on the roadside, mm -hmm. right, after the crash, mm -hmm. right? Especially if, it's, if it's crashed and burned, you need to leave it, right? You need to leave it. Not, you don't need to go to the hospital to visit it. You don't need to mm -hmm. follow the ambulance to find out what, mm -hmm. what happened. You just need to be like, oof, thank you that I walked away. Hey, unscathed. From the, right. Now you may you may be smoking. I'm telling you right now, because if you were in any if if you've ever been in an accident, you know that it is a blessing. Like literally, to me, I've been in accidents that were near near death experiences, and so when you are able to look down at your hands or your feet and and you don't see blood or you can still move it and you're speaking and you can hear and it it is a blessing. So. This is why I'm saying after a crash, if you can walk away from a crash, you have to look at the blessing of being able to walk away. The same thing is when we are involved with people in our life. And so we're going to talk about why. And how we got here was um, I'm a big, um, I'm very, I'm, you know, I, I was a psych major in college. And I'm always amazed at how we as human beings, how we operate, what makes us do the things that we do, like how today I could be talking to you and tomorrow I could possibly be somewhere else having, because I have done something so out of character. But mm -hmm. I heard someone say yesterday, when we do things, is it really out of character? Because we did it. Mm -hmm. So that means somewhere inside of us, that act that we took, that decision that we made, it lived in us. It may have been dormant. Oh, mm -hmm. Right? Maybe well, you know what, what it is? Go well, ahead. What it is, we're, we're multifaceted. That's right. why I said that we're like diamonds. You know right. what I mean? With all those different cuts on us. Right. Now, that, that may be a small you know, facet on that, right. on your diamond, but it's right. still there. We right. all encapsulate all those different emotions. Correct. It just takes a situation for it to release itself. Correct. You know what I mean? Correct. That's like, when you, when it's like you see it all the time with um, with mothers. And I notice people that, you know, that you appear, because people always trying to size people up. Correct. You know, oh, you know, I, I, can, I can do this. I can say this to this person. They're, gonna, they're not going to do anything. And, and perhaps, and I know people like this, they probably wouldn't do anything. Let that same person have a baby right. and do that. You'll see a whole other type of person, okay? Absolutely. Because it's all in us. It just takes something to come out. That's just like if you were a person that, you know, whatever your situation was growing up, you was the one beating everybody's behind on the street. You didn't even come to her. Right. Don't come mess with her. And then when right. she finally gets herself together and say, I don't have to be that person, and I know people like that too. They say, I'm trying to keep this monkey in a cage, but it's still right. there. You right. want to bring it out of me? Right. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted yeah. because she can it's always exactly. show back up. <laughs> exactly. we came right. out, I remember years ago, um, I knew this guy, um, not that long, but he was a really cool guy. He was a bouncer. He was a big guy, really, really nice looking. And he did just told his kid, like, you can't come into the club. And he wasn't nasty with him, but he was like, you can't come into the club. Little skinny, scrawny guy. Guy came back, went home, came back with his gun and killed him. Yeah. 
just I mean, just because you want love in the club, you know. And it's like you have to, and I think that when you see to me those people that appear very meek and people have stepped over and all these kind of things, those people to me are very dangerous. Yes. Because when they wake up or something just it, you it may not you may just be the last person to say something to them. And it doesn't have to be mean, but to them they took it mean. Everybody jumped, you know, and then all of a sudden all hell breaks loose with this person right. person. You know, they go on a killing spree and start killing people, they pull the gun. It's it's crazy, but it was all in us. It just yeah. takes something to invoke it. And then it takes something else to hold it like because it's pain, really what it is. And, and trauma. you know, and, and pain and trauma, exactly. Mm-hmm. So if you're able to heal from that, and then you could go in if you learn the tools. But some people quick tempered also. You know what I mean? Like when you think about all the things that happens with athletes and things of that nature, like how like especially football players, they, they all those concussions, those concussions change your personality. You know? Yes. You want to be involved with the athlete, you gotta take all the other stuff that comes with it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of stuff does come with it. And that's why all the things that they do, they be like, why they do like, you know, they had a lot of trauma to their head. And all these kind of things. They're still playing. You're talking about boxers. You know, back in the days, talk about Mike Tyson. All those things have an effect on you. You know, and it takes a special person to want to deal with that to begin with. Okay. Right. And not to mention that everything else that comes along with a relationship between a man and a woman. You know. Right. So you have to. I, I think. For, I think you guys see women. Oh, he. I can get over on him. I can take him for granted. You. I mean, I've heard women. You know what I mean? I had a cousin, and she used to take this guy, and she used to, she, she even had her children call him stupid. Like, oh, my God. Oh, my. Oh, yeah. Bye. Because, well, the child is going to repeat what she says. And, you know, I used, to, I used to, like, feel for this man, you know? Thank God nothing ever happened. Eventually, they broke up, and she married someone else. But, you know, through the time that, you know, oh, he's so stupid, he's so stupid. But I know many people, like, talk about these people that they're stupid. And then all of a sudden, like you ever seen the movie with um the Tyler Perry movie with Sanai Latham, um, The Family That Prays. Mm-hmm. And you know, like he was really like loving his wife. He didn't get it. But when he got it, <laughs> that she was fooling around with the boss all those years, oh, it was a whole different thing. Right. But that really happens in real life. Oh, and you know, you you should never take anybody for granted, you know, not at all. I mean, you have to be very careful. And I think that it's a very dangerous, you know, rabbit hole you're going down when you start doing those things with a man or with a woman. I think I told you four years ago that my my father's friend, his friend, my father's friend's friend. And he was like, I don't, from what I was, the guy was just dating. You know what I mean? He liked the lady. The lady liked him more, you know, because kind of a lot of situations, we're trying to hold on for their life. They're trying to run out the door. And when she said, um, she said, well, just come by so we could talk, you know, we could just end this, you know, whatever. He goes by and, you know, she had like, like let's have some shots. And he had a shot and she had put fine shaving glass in his shot. Mm. And she killed him. Wow. Yeah. I so, mean, under like. So when, so, so right there, again, why? Exactly. So well, when, because. Where I was coming from today was also like I've you know like I said I, I watch I'm a psych major so I'm always really my mind 
has always been focused on what makes people do the things that, you know, that we do, like what makes us continue going down a dark road that we can't see. And it's not fate. Well, but let me tell you something. You know, because I, I, I'm sorry. No, what I'm saying, you know, a lot of things though too, the lies, the lies and, you know, especially when you talk about relationships, it's the lies and the, um, prime example. Okay. It could be a girl or a guy. It's mostly men that kind of do this. Oh, I don't want to give a title to our relationship. Right. Mm-hmm. But you're doing everything as if you're in a relationship, okay? And then all of a sudden, maybe the, the guy disappears. Well, one of and you are doing girl, everything. You're you're doing everything like well, you're no, in a relationship. No, no, and a lot of times, but no, typically when a person tells you that, they are not doing everything like you're in a relationship. I'm talking about you're, the people that I know. They're doing everything like... It's typically one like, person they're, they're, doing they're, it, and they're, they're the other person is just, is just doing what they do. They're not, because when someone tells you that, you have to hear what they're saying. And that, again, but at the same time, most people, I mean, the they why. But it goes but back they, to they, why that we don't. It does, but let me tell you, I mean, I'm just saying what I personally have seen, like just personally. Now, I'm, not, I'm saying this person is doing, when I say they're doing things, they're doing the most, like, okay. okay. You got a wedding to go to, they're with you. Somebody in your family dies, they're with you. I'm talking about, but at the same time, I'm talking about they're doing the most. Not They're saying that out their mouth, but all their actions are doing something else. So what it is, is you're confusing the person that you're with. Because mind you, I want to be in a relationship with you. You're saying to me that we're not in that type of relationship, but you're showing up, you're showing up, you're showing up. I'm not talking about when the person is not doing all those things. I mean, I mean, what I'm saying, I'm literally doing okay. those things. Okay. And it's like, you know, and, and staying at your house every night. Okay. But you're not in a relationship and all of a sudden, you know, when what, whatever else gets your attention, then oh, we're not in a relationship. But now for a year, we've been like, seem like we're in this relationship. Oh, but I told you from the beginning, we weren't in a relationship. But everything you're doing, and I've seen a lot of okay, that. Okay, so but that's what I mean. Again, it go it goes back to the why. So if a person tells you in the beginning, right, even though they were doing all the things that they like it was, some people, and we all are to some degree, we're able to be a chameleon. We're able to adjust to a situation because at that moment in time that person that relationship fits what we need at the moment right but if a person tells you up front see here's what we do we hear a person say something but then if they're acting differently than that because it's what we want we ignore it because because when people, t- what, what is the old saying? When somebody shows you who they are, believe it. Believe them. Exactly. It's the same if I, if I tell you, if I say to you, Steph, I can be the nicest person. And, I'm, and most times I am. But one day I could literally just flip on you and be the meanest person you ever met in your life. You probably won't believe me. 
You, I, know, you, I, 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 I know. Yeah, because you're gonna you're, what you're gonna focus on, and what we focus on as humans is what they said that is acceptable to me. Mm. We focus on what they said, right? And so, my why today was the like I've I've this week alone, I heard an interview by an author named um, Angelina Taylor. She wrote this book called I Dated the Devil and His Brother. And she was doing a, an uh, interview on a podcast. Um, I think it's called Real Talk. It's on the um, um, HBCU channel on Sirius XM. And the interviewer was asking her, she's, um, she's currently 48. And so also, if anyone knows Angelina Taylor, let her know. We'd love to have her on our podcast. Absolutely. Absolutely. But, but we're also going to reach out to you, Angelina Taylor, because I love the title of your book and, and your interview that I heard. I really, really want to have you on because this is just like a, it's like a stew going on with what you're talking about and what we're talking about. And I just love to be able to serve it up, literally. Exactly. But um, her book is talking about her. This is about her life and... You know, it's, it's, she is currently, I believe, 48 years old and she, um, her last relationship um, ended not even a year ago. I think she said this month, November or the end of this month would make it a year that she would have broken up with this person. In any event, her first husband, she said, was an alcoholic. And she said when she met him, he told her, I drink. And so she was like, okay, right? But then when he be when he drank, she was like, oh, wait, what's what's happening? Right. And not necessarily that it was a surprise to her because why he told her. She just did not, I I gather you didn't understand the depth of what hit me, what he meant by when he said, I drink and what the consequences or how that rolls out or how that plays out in your relationship and in your marriage. Then she says she met another gentleman who was a womanizer, right? And so it's like we hear, but I think what we do is we, it's like we take a needle and we abstract from that person the thing that we want because we believe that this person is a good person. And very well they may be, but also we all have baggage. We all have, we all have damaged, you know, we're all damaged goods at some points in our lives. And so, but we tend to listen to that which we want. And so when I say the why, because as women, you and I were talking about this, we're wired so much differently, right? Than men, which is how God created us. We are, we are nurturers. We are caring. We are loving. We want to help. We want to, we want to be a comfort. We want to be your peace. We want to show you joy. We want to help you experience Mm -hmm. things you haven't experienced before. We want to be the one who helps you to grow. We want, we want to do the, the thing is sometimes that even, even for women who have never had children, right? It is, we are nurturers. And so when we don't have children to nurture, (laughs) 
Sometimes we nurture the grown children that we encounter in life. Grown boys. We nurture the grown boys. We trying to rock them on our laps and we trying to have them suckle at our breasts. And we, yeah, girl, no, we have to stop it. When I think about it, but when I think about it, that's essentially what we do. Because Mm -hmm. many a times we start to see the things that are not right about a person. As I said, earlier this week, I saw several interviews. So earlier this week, I was watching a show, some of you may be familiar with it, um, called For My Man. And this is a show um, basically about, it. it's real life crime um, cases and stories. And typically it's about um, African-Americans and also typically about African-American women, right? Mm-hmm who have either been killed due to domestic violence, have been caught up in situations where they were with a man and didn't know the truth about this man or knew the truth and chose not to adhere to it and found themselves Mm -hmm. in jail or uh, losing their lives because, Mm -hmm. and I mean, either literally figuratively, but ended up not having their freedom because they went to jail. And so this one woman was a mother of seven children She was with the man before, and I believe she was married to this man, but the man passed away. And so she was left with seven children to raise. Um, She went with a friend. So of all the places, a friend was going to visit a friend in prison. So she went with this friend. And in this prison, during this visit, this man walks in and she describes him as he had the most beautiful smile and he was dressed to the nine and he had jewelry and his nails were done. And, the, and so she had an instant attraction to him. This man then began to speak to her and she was all tingly inside. And she was like, oh, this is my red. Her previous husband, uh, father of her children, his name was Red. That's how he was referred to. And so she decided she was going to leave and not wait on the friend to go back with who she came with. And at that point, this man says, hey, I'll give you a ride. She's like, ting. She's like, ting. Right, right. So now we're on with, so what? Getting on the highway. You in his car, y'all driving and talking and oh my God, life is so beautiful and I have met him. This is him. He is the it, right? Okay. She, their relationship moves pretty quickly. Um, he finds her, he gets her a place to live and he doesn't live there all the time, but he is there. But long story short, finds out this man has a whole nother family, another woman that he has been with him for years and three children. Okay. When she finds out about this, she goes to the woman's house and the woman pretty much tells her like, yeah, you knew I'm, I've been here. Right. So she, she approaches him about it and he tells her, yeah. So, cause you know, she's like, I, I need you to cut this out. You need to stop. And he pretty much tells her, no, so that's not going to happen. And also what's not going to happen is that you're not leaving either. So what you need to do is get on the phone, you and her, however you need to do it, work it out, figure it out. And she does it. So she makes, she makes a deal with this other woman about how they're going to share him 
and there will be no drama and no trouble. Okay, so that's the first, for me, that's the first why, right? People are telling her, even people in his crew, telling him, this guy is not faithful. This guy got a lot of stuff. This guy does a lot of stuff. And she's just like, la, 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 la. I don't want to hear it because I don't, that's not who I, that's not him. You know, I'm, I don't believe it. In the midst of their relationship, she finds out that this man is the head of a major gang, a major gang who he's not, we're talking killing people, prostitution, drugs, you name it, he's doing it, right? She shoots a woman over him. She doesn't kill the woman, but she shoots a woman several times over him because he rolled up with this woman in the car in front of the house that they live in. And she felt like, oh, how disrespectful is this? So she doesn't shoot him. She shoots the woman. Okay. Hmm. Um, the woman goes to the hospital. She doesn't talk. So, you know, that kind of, everybody going to keep their mouth shut. Uh, you know, stitches get, uh, snitches get stitches. stitches. So nobody's <laughs> saying anything, right? Hmm. And of course, this one has already been shot. So she's obviously not going to open her mouth again. Um, but hmm. as time goes on, her brother, she had lost her brother to a uh, drug deal gone bad some years ago. She finds out that this man that she is living with, with her children, who she is sleeping next to every night, who has already, you know, put hands on her and shown him, you know, kind of shown himself, sharing him with another woman. Um, you know, he's, she then finds out this man is the man who shot and killed her brother. Mm. She wow. still does not leave. She does not leave. We go on and it turns out the FBI, of course, you know, FBI, you, you got drugs killing and murder and prostitution. You, you are on the radar. So yes, they finally pick him up and he puts all of his folks on blast, including her. Oh, He's a snitch for real, for real. Yes. He puts, he names her as the, what do, what do they always do? She was really the leader of everything. I was just a, I worked for her. That's how he did her. So ah, under, the, under, the Rico, under the RICO law, she goes to prison. Mm. Right? He gets life and she goes to prison. They give her a deal and she spends... I think she ended up spending ooh, 20 something years or no, maybe it was less than that. One, one day was too long. Wow. Yeah, well, this is true, but she ended up getting out. She, you know, her children are all grown. She's doing very well. But my, but I say all that to say, and I know probably you all are going, what? But I'm saying all that to say is because why, why, why does she continue? And she said in her, this, these are her words out of her own mouth. She said, I always needed a man to validate who I was and who I am. I never thought I could even make it without a man. Remember, this woman was 32 years old with seven children. And the person who had taken care of her all these years were gone, was gone. He died. So she was literally looking for 
the next good thing. She was looking for someone. Right. So again, let's step back right there. Why is it so important that we learn how to take care of ourselves? I'm not saying that we get to the point of, I don't need a man. That is not what I'm saying. So I want you all to not quote me as saying that. I'm saying it is important for every individual, male or female, every child, every boy, every little girl, to learn that it's important to take care of oneself so that you are not reliant upon another human being who could lead you to the road of hell or the road of death, whichever, or to the point that you're still living, but you're living in hell and you wish you could just die. But the thing is, which is, I mean, I'm sure both of us, I know, I know, I know women that, you know, make six figures that met their significant others in jail, in jail, while they were in jail. Yes. And, and decided to have conjugal visits and oh, yes. have babies. Yes, ma'am. You know, so the thing is, it's not even about, I mean, it's, a, it's all of those things, but I think about the women that they they, they got the man, they take care because they make more money than the man, but they can't be without him too. But why? Oh, because I mean, well, really what it comes down to is that you have low self-esteem and you don't love yourself. That's what it really comes down to. That right. you don't know how to love yourself, but it's, it's probably, it's, uh, it's generational. You know, it's definitely generational. It's what you saw. It's what you experienced. And if you right. choose not to do the work on yourself, then that's what you will continue to attract. Exactly. You have to, you have to, be, it's like when you change, things around you change. Right. So until you decide to make that change and you get tired, sick and tired of being sick and tired of going in and out of these relationships, until you decide to make that difference, it's going to continue to happen. But what happens, people are people get so used to the routine, they don't even understand the drama. You know, right. oh, like they do understand it, but they get used to it. They get comfortable. They need the drama. They need right. the drama in the relationships. They need to go fight the other woman. You know what I mean? Like, right. hey, well, I'm, I'm the chick that, well, my man, you got somebody else. And I find I'm out because you can have him. I'm not fighting over you for him. I'm not arguing. I'm not calling right. you. I'm not doing any of those things. Right. You could have him. You know, I, I had a family years member. Ago, I remember years ago when I, even as a child, and then I remember listening to that song. You remember the Betty Wright song where she said, yeah. mm -hmm. hey, I buy, I pay his car And I just yeah. want you to know that the man you're with, I, I, you know, the bed he sleeps on, I, I pay his car note, I buy his I clothes, every piece of food he eats. And I thought to myself, well, hell, Shirley, please take him. Exactly. I'm, I'm trying to figure out, Betty, you should be calling Shirley and be like, thank you for taking him. Because right. obviously, I didn't have the strength to get rid of him. And somebody mm. else has taken him. Now, here's what I'm saying. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that I want him to go away so he could do that to somebody else. But I'm saying if I didn't have the strength enough to get rid of him, I'm going to be thankful that somebody else came and interrupted that journey because obviously I couldn't see it. And I go back again. Why? 
Why? That is where we are. Something within us is not connecting with something within us. We feel we don't deserve it. We don't know better. We don't deserve mm-hmm. it. And, and th- if this is the best I'm going to get or we believe this is the best I'm going to get, right? We were talking before we got on today talking about how, you know, how women being the peace the side piece, the extra piece, whatever piece you are. But why would I want to be the piece when I want whole? But you know why I'm okay with being the piece? Because I'm not whole. Exactly. And so I'm willing to take pieces from other people who are willing to take pieces of me because I don't know what it feels like to be whole to be with another whole person and to be in a whole relationship. Well, and not to mention when you, when you're the side piece, the half piece, the quarter piece, whatever piece you are, we do each other dirty. And until we stop doing each other dirty, because if we stop doing each other dirty, those grown boys couldn't do us dirty. Right. Because for some reason, a woman takes pride. Oh, I took her man. And I'm like, wow, that's how you got him is how you're going to lose him. Right. Or, we need to, or you're going to catch all the hell for all that you you think you, you got. Right? You, you, oh, don't, you don't, you don't you know, know I mean? the hell. You don't know the hell that no. another woman has gone through or is going through with this person. And now that you've taken this on, you just, you just... You just another peg on the ladder of where he's going to smack down, tear down, beat down, curse out, put out, treat dirty, cheat on, whatever it is, it's coming. Let me tell you, my, my girlfriend got with this guy. He was still in a relationship because he's the type of man that he don't get with the next chick until he, he don't leave the first chick till he got he the next He makes sure chick. he's training the replacement. Exactly, exactly. And he, and he has a pattern. And okay. when the lady found out about the other girl, she said, yeah, you think you got something special. She said, but you want to find out for yourself, you know, that he's not all that he thinks that he says he is, which mm-hmm. to me, you, you should already know that because you knew that he had her. Mm-hmm. Are we on our way out? See, the, the reality is even on a woman, if they on their way out, you need to make sure they out before you decide to get with them. Let right. them finish up and clean up their mess. Right. Before he's trying to jump in there. So long story short, she gets involved with him. And does he do the same thing to her? Absolutely. Absolutely. Is she loyal? Is she that person? No, she isn't. Neither was the chick he was with. But she was like, hey, I was all in. And I can see how he was doing it. She started having an affair with her tennis instructor. You know, so she was definitely on her way out. Because when you have people that give, see, that's the thing. We attract what we are. So all that energy that you're giving out. It's coming from somewhere and it's yeah. not okay not not if okay if if like you know if they come with your baby and they are trying to talk to you that's different but if you decide to say oh your baby here's my number then that tells you it's who you take up with right it's not who approaches you. right so now if these married men are approaching you decide to take up with them it says something about you and your character okay well, it's not they just married men we're talking it's not married men it is men who are quote unquote supposedly in committed relationships or women or who are he, in supposed committed relationships. The point is, is that 
you are saying that you're committed to this person over here. But the one thing is, I think we, as women, a lot of times we forget, right? I am not your Victoria's Secret. I am not mm -hmm. your secret. Being your Victoria's Secret is not a good thing. When a man comes to you with uh, the negotiation of, well, you know, I I'm in this situation. Well, stay in your situation. I don't need your situation. But we as women, again, because of who we are, we'll be like, okay, I'm gonna listen. Why are we listening? Because you have nothing to do with that. That is the bait. That's the bait. That's the bait. The bait is for you because he knows as a woman, we have that. Oh my God, I'm so sorry that's happening to you. She was mean to you. She didn't cook your dinner. Oh my God, what? I love to cook. I love to cook. I love to clean and and listen, Poppy, whatever you need, I got you. You don't have to worry about that kind of stuff because I got you. I will never do you like that. And we do that every time. And we see, and the men see that. They're like, oh, hook, line, and sinker, baby. That's why what you were saying in the beginning about the man who comes along and he's doing all these things. Yeah, that's all. If that's your... If that's your DNA, if that's who, how you're you're made, because for them there'll be a lot of men who say, "I never, I never, you know, I don't hurt anybody." I tell them straight up. I and men say, "Listen, I told her before we got involved. I got other folks. She made the decision to come on in, and he's absolutely right." But it, but listen, the thing with that game, and I've seen it many times, and I know many people that are in it. And have been in it. That and it, first was it's, it's a mental game that they play because you what you what what you're saying you're talking out two sides of your mouth. Let's right. be clear, because right. you are trying to reel this person in to Correct. be all about you. It because you're pretending like you're all about them and Mary and Sue too. Right. And she don't say because however her schedule is for some reason you're still always there. So what what we but we that because they do I, I tell them what's going on but what we fail to do is okay this is what he told you but this is not how he's showing up he's showing up every day like he's your man okay so right. but what we need to like yo I thought you said that you know we just you know casually dating each other but you here every day because right. if you came back with that conversation then I need you to act like that if I chose right. if, if I choose to be in a relationship with you. But no, it's a game that they play. Oh, it's yeah. truly a game that they play to make you sit up and be, oh, he's like, well, something must be going on over there. Because the reality, we don't want to have the hard conversations. And, and the other thing about these men being committed, when you, the, the big picture, okay, everybody doesn't want to be married, but the only true commitment is marriage. Because I've seen people walk out of 20 year relationships because they could, because there was no marriage. So until you, and it's true, like my mentor says, until a man walked you down the aisle, he really ain't doing nothing for you. If you're trying to build that life, how can you build a life? You can't build a life on, oh, I love you, even though we don't have that piece of paper. We have both been married. And let me tell you, when you have having children, all these things, that piece of paper is everything. Oh, that Whether piece of paper is everything. Right. You know what I mean? And I'm going to tell you this. 
that piece of paper is everything when you talk about, oh, I want you to continue to help me raise these children. I want you to continue yeah. to help me, um, you know, taking care of these children financially. How, exactly. how do we work this out? Yes, that piece of paper does. And I want to tell you something else. Being a realtor, don't we know? That piece of mm -hmm. paper means everything. When you have decided <laughs> that you were going to take your hard-earned money and buy a house with somebody who you were what? Not married to. And they, didn't put, and they didn't put your name on the deed because they told you, mm -hmm. I got you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they got Watch you. They, they did get you because <laughs> they, they got you all the way. Because guess what? That's right. That home is no longer yours. If their That's family, right. I don't care who it is, cousin, daughter, sister, brother, uh, mother, father decides that this is our baby house. Exactly. This is my son's house. And we yeah. want you out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And now you yes, have to fight or attempt to fight to get this right. So you're right. That paper does mean everything in, in situations. It's a legal contract. That's the thing right. we forget. Though it is marriage and it is relationship, or though when we are in relationship with people, it is a contract according to the law. Hence the reason why you got to go to court to get divorced. Because if you if it wasn't exactly. legal, you could just be like, you know what, I'm out. Deuces, peace be unto you. But it's just like being involved with a person who's married. Okay, so I, I, this happened to a girlfriend of mine. She good. He doing him. She's doing him. They were separated like 10 years. He done set up house with somebody else. What happened? He died. Mm -hmm. that, that house that he lived with that other woman and had a child, was a short of his child, whatever the situation was. When he died, that woman could not bury him. Okay. Mm -hmm. So my, my girlfriend was on her way somewhere. They called and said, she's like, okay. Oh, you got to bury him. His mother couldn't even touch him. Okay. Right. The, woman, the woman he built a life with couldn't touch him. Right. The mother couldn't touch him. Only the wife could touch him. Okay. So you don't have your stuff in order. But let me tell you, right. I don't think that kid got nothing because she could never prove that kid was really his. Okay. There you go. And let me tell you, if that, if that was, it was, it was a wrap. She got everything. Everything, right? You know, they've been together for ten years. But okay, because there is a legal documentation that yeah. says she is entitled because she mm -hmm. is what the wife. The same way, mm -hmm. if a man decide, you know, a woman decides to leave her husband and she doesn't ever divorce him, bruh, want you to I know, know right. mm -hmm. whatever you all built together, like Steph just said, if something happens. That's right. You have no rights to it. No you rights. You have no rights to it. People can come basically without the without documentation, as people say, it's mm -hmm. just a piece of paper that doesn't matter. Oh no. If it oh, didn't no, matter, no, no. if it didn't yes, it matter, does. people wouldn't pay have to pay child support. If it didn't exactly. matter, people wouldn't have to, be, you know, have to say, hey, yeah, I, I got these kids, <laughs> I want to walk, I want to um move to the next state next door and the person goes um no uh -uh. <laughs> and you're like wait what i can't no because nope. i'm not come. i'm not coming to that next state to see my kids i want my kids over exactly. here where i can mm -hmm. see them 
right? Where I can be with them and spend time with them. If it didn't matter, right? You wouldn't get money when you have paid insurance on these people. So to say it's just a piece of paper, totally agree with you, Steph. It is, this is a legal contract and people need to understand that. And, it, and, and we have said this before. I know I've said it, Steph has said it. When you have children, it is not just about you. The why, your why in life should become your children. Exactly. Which is why sometimes, you know, I know, I know someone as crazy. And I remember thinking that was crazy as hell that that happened. But I know someone who had a child with someone and that person did not want to be, didn't want to be a parent to this child that they mm-hmm. had together. So the, the woman said she met someone else and she was getting married. She asked the, the biological father, would you surrender your parental rights? They did. He did. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time that I heard that in the beginning, I went, what in the world? Like, no. But you know what? Now, when I now, you know, being 56 years old and seeing all the children who were out here in this world who, one, don't either know their father, don't know where their father is, or don't know where their mother is, or have no clue or the relationship that they have with the absent parent is so horrific. It's almost as if they don't have that parent or the parents who are not being supportive, not taking care of financially, mentally, emotionally, loving their children and taking care of them. It would be better for you to say, I'm going to to terminate my parental rights because you're not parenting. You're not parenting. You're not loving. You're not providing. You're not You're not doing any of the things that are the responsibilities of someone who becomes a parent. And so... And not to mention, all these children are created under the guise of, oh, I love you, and it feels so good. You know, I just met you five hours ago at a club or the car wash, and here you are with yourself inside of me. Next thing I know, I'm pregnant. I don't even know your middle name. I don't know nothing about you, but I'm having your your last name. I don't even know where you live. Exactly. I, I don't even know how guys, you got to that good. We live in the moment. You know, it's not, it's just sex. It don't mean nothing. And no. It means everything it when means that baby everything. comes. Especially it when it means everything even before the baby comes. Child. We gotta start being so shallow and so where did, where did we come to this point that sex is just sex? It's not. It's a spiritual it's always been that. It's always been that. Oh, I know. Even even in the Bible, it's been that. The question is, when do we start realizing the consequences, though, of behaving in that manner is very costly. Exactly. And it's not even, and at this point in our lives, it's not even just about, okay, so I get pregnant. What no, I have family members dealing with what HIV. If, what if you get a, get a disease that you that is that has no cure for? So now your life is still altered, right? And now the person who you were engaged with doesn't even care, doesn't even give a damn. So now you're again in a situation, and we have to ask ourselves why. 
Why would I do that to myself? And so here again, if you- Well, the family curse is real. But yes, it is. But it's also, you have the ability, though, to change your narrative. And the problem Absolutely. is, most of Absolutely. us, we don't change our narrative. Because you know but You what? have to want to change the narrative. We sit, because we stew in this, well, my mama did it, my grandmama did it, my aunt did it, my uncle did it, my daddy did it. This is, you know what? Nobody gives oh, a love damn. Nobody well, gives a damn. To love no. Yeah. Hear what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Nobody gives a damn about who did it. Mm -hmm. Only you need to be the person. You have to give a damn about who did it and how you're not going to do it the same way. But they all like crabs, but they all like crabs in the barrel. I have witnessed it up close and personal, and so have you. Because when you decide that I'm gonna break out of this mold and I'm gonna do something yes. totally different with my life, right. oh Thank you. Well, now you think you white, which I don't know, but the white people go through the same thing. Let's be clear. <laughs> right. Everybody it is, thing. Color, but, but then, color, that's the economic status, and your address does not exclude you from life's drama. Please exactly. understand that. I have met I have met people who are of other races, and when they tell me the stuff that has happened in their families and their lives, I go, damn, like. That happened to your family. Yeah. And see, so me and me, I have Korean girlfriend tell me how her husband choked up, picked up by the neck. She eight months pregnant. Okay. Like, please. Let me tell you. But the thing is, you still have to forge ahead. You have to. You when have when to. you decide that you want to make that change, you have to put yourself around like-minded people. Absolutely. Because if you want to stay, you see, you want to try to change and stay amongst all those people that are doing all the crazy stuff. It doesn't work. Right. And then they're going to make you feel the ways because you're trying to do something better for yourself. Yep. You know, and, and it's hard. I never forget right before Remy Ma went to jail and she was, um, I think she was on the Wendy Williams show. And she was saying that she was like, yeah, you know, she was changing her whole life. She said, mm -hmm. just because you, know, you should be having babies, all these different people and doing this and doing that, you know, and, you know, and, you know, well, she shouldn't have went to jail in the first place. But anyway, but she came out. Now she has a great life. She has a great husband that waited right. for her, you know, right. and she was able to build this whole new life for herself. Right. But she saw but a lot of people, when you live in certain areas and certain places with that type of mentality, how many babies I have, more money I get from the government, all this kind of stuff. If you do not move away from that, that's what you'll be lumped into. But you should right. want to do better. Right. You know, because I have plenty of family and members. I want, and I want people to also understand be clear about the fact that being being on public assistance, being on welfare, oh, yeah. being, if you need to, you need to. If you need it, you need it, right? That's not what we're talking about. We are talking well, about the, the, we're talking about the mentality of the human being of human beings when we settle for less because it's all we have ever seen, and we refuse to break open that dark that dark cloud and peek our head out on the other side to say wait a minute i don't know what's out there but there's got to be something better than this right here and that and trust me i want you to understand that doesn't just happen to people who are who have no money or have no resources oh, exactly no that happens, that happens to every life 
I don't care how much money you have or how much money you don't have. I tell people that I could have a hundred dollars and you could have a million dollars. If I lose my hundred dollars and you lose your million dollars, please understand the devastation is just the same. Absolutely. Because loss is loss. And if you don't have any hope, if you don't have any faith, if you have no vision, if you have nothing in life to look forward to, that is, that's what's devastating. Exactly. It's a mindset. Poverty right. is not just a place. Poverty is a mindset. Mindset. You know, exactly. I was having a conversation with my mom the other I day. I just want to piggyback on this real quick. I just want to yes. say this real quick about, you know, and like, like, like Iris is saying, it's not where you are. That just it's your mindset. But what I was saying about the babies on stuff, like in the beautiful, you know, suburbs of Bergen County, you know, right. which is like beautiful. I know this young man, you know, I was like a grown, you know, he got this girl pregnant. Like the guy said, Oh, can you go talk to my niece? You know, come to find out he had three girls pregnant, one on like each block, all pregnant at the same time, you know, in an affluent area. So it can yes. happen anywhere. Let's be clear. Yes. I'm not saying live in a certain place or whatever, but it can happen anywhere. But you just have to have high self-esteem and know who you are. Just because right. you're living a good life doesn't mean that you still don't have that mentality. You know, right. what I mean, I have my friend. She's living in beautiful suburbs or whatever. And, you know, her husband's in a bigamist. He has a whole family on the other side of town. Right. With all these other kids. And she got kids, too. So it happens everywhere yes. but it's about how you feel it comes to how you feel about yourself and your mentality level like that that's not okay right. you know i know we've been put up in mansions but he got a mansion over here for the wife right and then he got a mansion over here for you you know you the side piece right does that still warrant you to be a side piece because he puts you in a mansion no does it matter i was i was having a conversation with my mom the other day because uh i have a uh one of my one of my friends on Facebook is someone that I grew up with on in the Bronx, in South Bronx on 169 and Webster. Shout out to 169 and Webster. And Shout um, out <laughs> and so this person made a post and his post stated, you know, growing up in the ghetto in the South Bronx. So I was reading that and I went, I I, I said, wait. I grew up the same place you grew up. That wasn't the ghetto. And so I was sharing that with a, with another friend who says, baby, you did grow up in the ghetto. I said, no, I didn't. And because, so in my mindset, a ghetto is, right, impoverished, run down, no resources. People are, you know, desolate. That's a ghetto to me. Right. And I argued the point to say I grew up, yes, in what people deemed the projects. But when the projects were built, right? They were beautiful. They were beautiful. And projects were created for working families. Projects were created for working families who were in the process, who wanted to transition from being a renter to being a homeowner. When you moved into the projects, there was a whole process before you could move into the project. You had to prove your income. You had to have a job 
and not just any, you had to be a working, contributing individual of the economy of the United States, right? Mm -hmm. And projects yeah. were beautifully built. They had parks. They had, think about it. All the things that projects that people later on called projects, right? It provided a totally different outlook and lifestyle from what a quote unquote ghetto was, what a ghetto mm -hmm. looked like. Because a ghetto typically has nothing, right? You have, mm -hmm. you have rundown buildings, you don't have resources, you don't have parks, you don't. So when this person said to me that we grew up in the ghetto, I was very offended. I said, both my, I grew up with both my parents. Both mm -hmm. my parents worked. Mm -hmm. I, I went on vacation. I never, I was never hungry. And even my, even the kids that lived in my building who may not have had two parents, in most of those cases, those parents were not divorced. Those parents were widowed, mm -hmm. male and female, right? So for me, it was really hard to wrap my mind around you grew up in the ghetto. And then someone said, well, it's, it's a, you know, it's a different thing. That, and I said, no, I'm still not going to deem that, that I grew no, up in the ghetto. No, it's not in the ghetto. I'm, that was I mean, not I mean, in the ghetto. We had an apartment building. It was beautiful, the apartment building. They sold right. those condos. It was just huge pre-war buildings. Exactly. I mean, yeah, and like, so, come on. My, sister, now, my sister still lives in the Bronx on the Grand Concourse. She has okay. a doorman and everything. Okay. There you go. Thank you. And so now, now I will tell you, the last time I went to my old neighborhood, Oh, damn well, it's a ghetto now. It's like little Vietnam. It was crazy. Yeah. I literally went in there, and this is before my dad passed away, to see my dad, and I was in tears. I was in mm -hmm. tears, like literally looking around going, this is not the place I grew up. I was hurt. Mm -hmm. I was devastated because it was kind of like, what happened? What I, do, I know what happened because over the years, between crack and every other drug that came out and people just making decisions and, and some places making excuses about why they never decided to do anything more with their life, right? Now, don't get me wrong. I am not excluding the fact that there are real issues in, in our country that affect black and brown oh, people totally differently than it affects other cultures of people. So I'm not, I'm not being... Um, I'm not being like, I don't understand. I clearly understand. I am a no, black female every day, whether I'm asleep, walking, talking, eating, and even when I'm dead, I'm going to always be black. So be clear That's about right. that. I am, not, yes, I, am in, I am in no way disillusioned about what it means to be black in the United States of America. Mm. Yet, this is where I am born and raised. This is my home. This is where I've, I've lived. And I am going to live here and continue to be proud to be an American because this is who I am. I, I, I can't denounce being an American. This is who I am, mm -hmm. right? And so, well, I could, but I'm not. So let's be clear about <laughs> that. So, nobody, so don't text me and go, you can, you can. No, I know I can, but yeah, I won't. Well, my, my friend, he has dual citizenship now. Right. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Japanese citizen. And he's a black American citizen. Well, okay. Yeah, so he has dual citizenship. Like you go for okay. it, black Japanese. <laughs> but, I, but I want people to be clear that in every situation, and, and I, I have, because I have had many conversations, I mean, to the point of, of fighting, screaming, 
crying about, everybody can do something different. And there are some people, you know, there are people who say, no, everybody can't. I refuse to accept that. Every day that you wake up is a new opportunity. Now, maybe your, your opportunity may not be leaps and bounds, but you can always work towards something. And what happens is that our why becomes not even asking anymore. We mm-hmm. stop asking why, right? Mm-hmm. When I do crazy stuff, I say to myself, I look at myself in the mirror and I go, why? Why the hell did you do that? Because yeah, I, gotta keep, I, gotta, I gotta keep checking in with oh, me. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Because you never stop growing and learning and you never, I mean, and people never stop trying you with the nonsense now. Right. <laughs> you know, you know and so you have, to, you have to keep, you can't say, oh, that won't affect me. That can't happen to me. Oh, yes, it can. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. So you gotta be, if, like, if, it is definitely the company you keep. You have to be careful about your surrounding and people yes. trying to drag you into something. Some people you've been in and got out of it, then some people you never got into it before. Right. Like I had an uncle, you know, he was he became a crackhead after he got his PhD. Like, what well, who does that? You know what I mean? And in your fifties. That's not funny, but I'm just like, wait, I, you yeah. got your PhD and you became a what? Are you serious? Your uncle got a PhD yeah. and then became a crackhead? Yeah. You know that's going to be a topic, right? You know <laughs> that's going to be a topic. Yeah. Driving, driving a cab, all this craziness. It got, got involved with the wrong woman. And right down, hey, you go right down that rabbit hole. That's what I'm telling That's why Man, I tell people all the in, time. That's you crazy. better take care of your children. You have to take it, like when you see like your children got mental issues, whatever they have. First of all, you have to admit whatever issues your children have. Because when they go out into the world with those yes. issues and they get grown grown and they knock it back on your door at yes. 40, 50 years old, right. or whatever drama they created while they was out there due to mental illness and everything else, when those chickens come home to roost, roost. at that age, it ain't pretty. It's never. So let me tell you something. If you had a hard time raising a child, right? If you had a hard time raising a child, which is a challenge, mm-hmm. I don't care how sweet or how wonderful your children are. Yeah, absolutely. It, being a parent is challenging. Imagine when someone is grown, you can, there's no more raising. That part's exactly. over. So what do you do with that, exactly. right? I, I posted this thing the other day. I found this, this post that says, breaking news. You need to hang out with people who fit your future, not your history. Sure. That, to me, is truth. We have to stop going through this, well, my daddy did this, my mama did this, and my mama was this, and my daddy was this, and my grandmama was this, and my granny was that. You know what? Yes, they were. And so what do you do with that? You take those things and you autopsy them. Extract from those people, those situations, those life lessons, the thing that will fit you well and benefit you well. Exactly. Don't ignore the bad. Now you got, you, because when you autopsy, what are you doing? You're looking for all causes. 
right? The root mm -hmm. cause. Exactly, that's right. So you're gonna you're gonna put the poison on one side and you're gonna put the the good stuff on the other side, right? And so then you have to learn to separate those things and how not to keep crossing back over and getting that poison. And how you um, learn how to rewrite with the positive. Exactly. My my mentor, his analogy, he says, you chew the meat and spit out the bones. You take what's for you and you leave what's not. And listen, you know? and sometimes depending on what bone it is, if you chew on those, you get some of that good juice and marrow out of it. But you still got to spit it out. <laughs> the bones will tear up your gut. So that's a great analogy. I love it. But you have you have to you have to but you know it starts with wanting to be better, wanting yeah. to do better, you yeah. know. And most people really, you know, you look it's like wow. And, and talking about the the projects, what they building now up here, they building nothing but a whole bunch of projects. They're all brand new. They still three thousand, four thousand dollars a month. But what they are essentially are are projects, and they build them in all these affluent towns. You see these builders, high rises going up like left and right, communities of them. I'm Which is the same that. way I'm a lot of those that. projects that have gone down started. They yes. were beautiful and everything like that yes. too. Yes. You know, so 20 years later, you would hope these would still be, because there are some buildings that went up that are still beautiful. That yes. just, they've been there for 40 years and they've always been beautiful, you yes. know. But then you get those some that weren't maintained and all the stuff, they just start letting anybody and anybody move in. Move in. And there we go. Right. Because again, it goes back to when you were given something, when you are blessed with something, there are, there should always be expectations. And when you are allowed to not meet your expectations for anything in life, we've pretty much all seen that. You know, you remember when your parents used to say, like you said, I didn't do my homework, or your teacher said, you know, you're like, I didn't do my homework. Your teacher would be like, well, you know what? I got mine. I got my education. <laughs> I got my education. I got my education. I got mine. Exactly. In in exactly. real estate, in real estate, we say, hey, people fool around about the house and wow, well, no, let me think. You know what? I got a house. You need a house. Exactly. Right? I know where I'm going home tonight. You, like, you need to well, figure how, out how, where. How, how, how much long you got on that mortgage commitment there? <laughs> yeah, they, they locked in your rate, right? Right. <laughs> Come on. You know, right. let's make a decision here. Right. But you gotta you have to you have to put in the work. You have to stay committed to your expectations. And it starts with yourself. Because yes. once you have your expectation that you have for yourself and you rise to that level. You're going to attract that person on your level. You know, I'm not going to say you're not going to attract love. You will. But like I said, it's who you decide to take up with. Right. Okay. You know, grandma, you're gonna you say if you lay down, you. They say you lay down with dogs, you get up with fleas. Exactly. That thing is, that thing is so true. relevant to the day we have. <laughs> and it'll Forever. be a whole other generation of people who will come along and they will be like, what? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. true. So Certain true. things so that we true. do, if you, right, you take up with the wrong crowd, you always going to end up on the wrong side of the fence. And we start procreating with these people, men and women, not seen on both ends. It ain't pretty. You cannot go and have babies with any and everybody, honey. 
Because, honey, you will be like, you think this is a good woman? You giving her money for the child support? She out there buying right. her Christian Louboutins and your children walking around here with holes in their sneakers. Right. And your children are being left at home by themselves. So always, we're not just talking about women. We're talking about people in general. Because look, dudes, guys, bros, we know you get, you, y'all get the raw in a, a lot of times. Yes, yes, a yes, they do. A lot of times, right? A lot but of they, times. They, a lot of times they get the raw in because they looking, what they looking for ain't real. They looking for Miss Perfect. Okay, now she got the weed down her butt and she got the big butt and she got this and whatever. And they say, you know, you up in that mug so quick and she got a pin in that. Yeah, I use protection, but she got a little pin in there. She was able to figure it out. Next thing you know, because they really doing it to the ballers, okay? Next thing you know, girlfriend with babies. You're like, oh, man. And you got to pay her $17,000 a month for one child. Okay. I, I and just feel like no children, 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 right? They are yours forever. Yes, they are. In life yes, and are. in death. They are That's yours right. forever. And I, I do remember, I have said this before. My aunt said to me when I when I moved to Atlanta and I was 23 years old and I was enjoying being in Atlanta because I was where in the black meta Mecca. There was so many beautiful black men here that I had never seen so many black men in one place at one time that you could just go through and be like. I like that one. I like that one. No, 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 not that one. Yeah, that one over there. It was like going to a car lot, right? And you were like, I'm going to test drive every car on this lot. I'm going to try to test drive every car on this lot. Oh, it just all looks so great. <laughs> right? you got to realize you cannot. You can only drive one car at a time. Hello. <laughs> I've never seen nobody drive more than one car at a time. I'm serious. I'm serious. Think oh about God. it. Have you ever uh, seen anybody on the highway driving more than one car at a time? No, only one car at a time. <laughs> nope. You can only drive one car at a time. You can drive mm -hmm. different types of car, one, you know, different type of vehicles. You can ride a motorcycle, it has two wheels. You can uh -huh. ride a bike, it has two wheels. You could ride a, uh -huh. a, a a unicycle that has one wheel. You could ride a big old truck that can have 18 wheels, but you can only ride one at a time. And I remember my aunt saying, be careful. She didn't say it this way, but what I got from it, be careful who <laughs> you riding. Cause when you riding, right? What happens when a little car is produced? From all this riding, mm -hmm. right? And she little was car, little motorcycle, little bike. She was clear <laughs> about you should never have sex with somebody you wouldn't want to have children with. Which is true. That let me tell you something. My aunt has so said, yeah. well, I'm, I'm, I'm not ready to have children. I don't want. Then you shouldn't be having sex." Right. Because how many people, come on, how many people have we met, right? And they go, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't plan that. Mm -hmm. I didn't oh. plan for that. And sometimes that's people who are married. I, I saw this gentleman. Oh, yes, this absolutely. was probably two, three months ago. 
I was at a, at in a store and this gentleman and this child came running out of the, the male bathroom and I was coming out of the female bathroom. And the little boy, he was skipping and he was, come on, daddy. He was like, when I say he was like up here, he was, was sweet, but he was, woo, come on, daddy. And daddy, All that energy. And daddy says, uh-huh. Yes, son. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Daddy's coming, son. Hold on, son. Yes, 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 yes. So as I got closer to them, I said, "Woo, boy, you got to have a lot of energy for that little one. He goes, yeah. He goes, this is my only child. He says, I was 52 when he was born. <laughs> and when I, and when I got, when he got to, when he got to the wife, I don't know how old she was, but she looked much older than he. And he, and he says, listen, you got to take this child. I need a minute. I can't. Just can't. And I was thinking. See what I'm talking about? See what I'm talking about? This man, so there is, the, the point is, is that it's just like we'll say, oh, okay, I'm using protection. I'm gonna do this. And sometimes we don't, you know. I was telling my mother a couple of weeks ago that I think the one thing about being human, and it is probably why God designed it the way to be married and to be with one person and to, because you know why? Human beings hate condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Human beings hate condoms. Men I don't. and women hate condoms. Have <laughs> you ever thought about that? It's unnatural. It is unnatural to wear condoms. But there's a reason why we have and should wear condoms. We understand. Well, even in marriage, because we don't want no more children. I'm not about to put stuff in my body. Well, that's so, yeah. and so that's what I'm saying. But human mm. beings do not like condoms. Think about no, it. No, the one, no, do you think no. about this? It is the one thing in life that men and women will buy, will have by the bedside, will carry and around the purse, and the moment hit, and they be like, "Oh, forget that. Forget it. We don't need it. I'm good." <laughs> <laughs> think about it am i lying am i lying, You're not lying. You're okay not lying. you all you uh, you all are welcome for that bit of information today you're welcome <laughs> because it's the truth hence the reason why be careful with who you are lying down with because you lie down with somebody and you could potentially get up with another human being we used to laugh. Because he, you know he felt good. You feel it felt his third member was so big. She had big breasts. She had a big butt. Oh my God. I gotta have me some of that. Yeah, okay, you have some of that, all right? Okay, here we go. And how my mother used to always say, when them babies come, you gotta take care of them. She said, that was your pleasure, not theirs. Right. And okay. not to mention, when we were growing up, we used to tell people, and I still tell people this. You're going away out of town. You're going on a trip. Da, da, da. We always say, two must go, two must come back. How many times yeah. did people go? <laughs> two went and three or four came back. But you know, exactly, yeah. But the other thing that people do, which is so sad, which I've seen a lot of, that like they do it on purpose. Yes. Yeah, I know my niece is working on Yes.
when you've manipulated and, and there's a why to that. Why? Why would you do that to another person? Well, I know why, you know, like in that her situation, and I know why women have gotten pregnant on purpose. You can't keep a man, even in a marriage. You can't, I can see where my marriage is going. Why would I want to bring a third child into that situation? But only, it's not only women, men do it too now. I'm, well, not, I'm, but I just told you, my, I just told you my niece's boyfriend got her pregnant on purpose, but yeah. he saw him her losing it and got her pregnant on purpose. I've heard many of men that got women pregnant on purpose. Yeah. Oh, and that's what I see. The thing is, they don't want you like that, but they still want to keep you in their lives. Right. So they if I get you pregnant, you're always going to have to deal with me no matter what. Right. The control. And that's how they do it. You know, exactly. Which is horrible. So now I've, I see a lot of that. You know, my other, my niece's um, boyfriend, I got pregnant on purpose, you know, because he's losing her. It's like, whatever. And that's what I used to tell when I used to talk to young girls and my daughter when she was in high school. And all the old girls always talk about, oh, she jealous of me and all this kind of stuff. And I would tell them straight up, don't worry about none of the girls being jealous of you. You need to concern yourself about those boys being jealous of you. <laughs> you date these young boys in high school and they see you mm -hmm. moving on, they they want to give you a little gift to stop you from mm -hmm. moving on. Okay. And they right. do it. And I've, I've, I've even grown up, I've seen boys do it. Yeah, let's see how far she's going to go. You know, because. You see, you you see that you're not going nowhere. Right. That's why hopefully and, you and, deal and with. And it goes people. back to why, why exactly? Why because like they person, would, why would a young why would a young person, an old person, any person, want to hinder the progress of another human being? You don't own control. Anybody. You're not your control. You're not going. You're not going. to, I can't go where you're going. So I need to keep you here with me. Right. You heard it's, it's been this high came kind of story, and I would tell them like, I'm like, you worried? I said because that girl being jealous of you can't stop you from going nowhere. That boy being jealous of you, even though he's your boyfriend, he can stop you going from going a lot of places. Okay. Absolutely. So Absolutely. trust and believe. That's what you gotta watch. But if you you need, that's why it's like not somebody exactly like you, but somebody that has ambition, that have goals of where they're going. When my my daughter first got her boyfriend, I I talked to his mother. You know, that's a, I have I, I, I have dreams for my daughter. Her dreams, like not my dream, but I know she wants to accomplish things. Right. And she said, I have the same for my son. And we were on the same page. Right. And that felt good. You know what I mean? And so, you know, but sometimes you meet somebody like my sister. She met her um, boyfriend in college. Thought he went to school there. Didn't even go to school there. And they say, you know, she pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know, so you have to be really, really careful. People will stop you in your tracks if you allow them. Even husbands. Now, you have to be careful, too. Just because you marry somebody don't mean her. Because some of these husbands could be like, I'm going to keep you barefoot and pregnant. Mm -hmm. Okay, y'all married five years. You got six kids. What is he doing? And, you know, all of a sudden, you know, like sometimes we lose the weight. Sometimes we don't. So you are literally, you can't move from all those kids. No. And then he started doing his own little thing. He had a, he, it was a reason he kept popping you with them babies. You know, he, they help you take care of them. You know, so you have to be careful with that, too. You know, and it's funny you would say that. My first husband was, um, as far as I knew, college educated. Mm -hmm. Came from a, a great family, a good, you know, mm -hmm. strong, strong Caribbean family. You know, father mm -hmm. who was head of the household and all of this stuff. Only to find out I that. Know he was oh, yes. They were Jamaican. 
Okay. Only okay. to find out that he never he he went to college. Yes. Probably only a semester if he even finished the first semester. And then he came back home because I believe he had a nervous breakdown at college. And never he never finished college, but he lied and said he was college educated. And you know, we take for granted why would someone lie about that, right? Why would I why should I ask to see your college degree? Why should I ask to see let me see your what school did you go to? Let me go to that school and look you up. I know that sounds crazy, but sometimes you need to do a little investigative work because we as women, which is something we need to stop doing, we will meet a person and when we're interested in them and we're intrigued by them and we, so I like long walks in the park and I like my bath ran at 10 o'clock with a glass of, you know, Riesling on the side. And then I really love it when you come and, and then we're going to cuddle and we get, and he's going, check, check. Mm -hmm. What else did you say you like? Oh, you like sprinkles on your ice cream? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay, I got it. And then for about three months, all those things happen. Yes, Every yes, last yes. one, baby, yes, yes. he put double sprinkles on your ice cream. He bring it to you. If, if the ice cream is falling, he'll wipe it up or he licks it off, whatever it is. And we but, but listen, we so thinking in our mind, we're thinking like, how does he know all this? Because we don't talk so much, we forgot we told him. Right. And then he does all of these things. He's doing all of these things. But you <laughs> never, we never have given that person the opportunity to show who they truly were. Like, how do you act in relationship? How do you treat a person in relationship, right? What is your way of show? What is your love language? Or your, exactly. I really like you strongly language. Even Gary Chapman's The Five Languages of Love is the best book ever. Yes. But before we get to love, I have to, at first, we have to like each other. And I, and see, I, that's, I, see, that's I the can key. only like what I know. But see, that's the why. You hit like, you hit it. Okay, so that's it. Because that's what happened. exactly what happened. Those pheromones and those hormones start kicking. And then you hit that bed. Then after you hit the bed, oh, that was so good. Then y'all start talking. And you be like, I don't even like this person. But now that I have shared my body. Right, because I gave it away. I gave away the cookie. I got to try to make this work with yeah. somebody I don't even like. Yeah. Right. But the only, place, the only place we make music is in the bed. Right. Or we and it's really built on lust because you don't love the we, person, you don't like the person. But we justify that by saying because we have slept with someone, right? And I don't want to label, I don't want to be labeled as being anything other than a lady, anything other than being classy. We will say, I do like this person. I love this person. I'm all this about this person. But, but mind you, when the hormones and all those kinds of things, ourselves. they think you love this person. Right. We're lying to ourselves. And then mm -hmm. we keep pressing this. Well, because already, right? You remember when you were in school, you write your name and then you write his name? He was the worst kid in school. He was not smart. 
he got in trouble all the time. <laughs> but you was like, oh, I like him. I'm going to put my name next to his name. Yeah, you know, we, we still do that in adulthood. We meet someone and we, are, we become enamored with their looks and the way they speak. And most of the way all, they make you feel the way they make you feel. But have you ever thought about how is it that someone could make me feel so much outside of how I normally feel? Mm -hmm. Because what am I feeling when I'm not with that person? Mm -hmm. Exactly. Well, us, we're probably feeling them because a woman, a man, they see you. They think about you. They may think about you a little bit. I mean, as you as the relationship moves, if you're moving at a at, at, a, at a decent pace. But a woman, we go on that first day, we feeling all these things. We are coming home. I know this girl. She went on one day, came home, practicing the name and thinking about him. So what naturally what happens? We run the relationship. This is what I meant to say. You run the relationship in your mind. So in your mind, since you're constantly thinking about it, it seems like the relationship's been longer. Than it actually has been. Right. You putting more. So by the time you ran in your mind, head. it's a week, yeah. but you ran it's like a month. Because right. you keep thinking about it all the time. Right. He's not really thinking about you like that. He's thinking about you when you see because he's on his business. And we need to learn that, all right, we're dating. We went out. I gotta go home. I got other things to do. And not just thinking about him. Right. You know, that that should be we need that's the we, we should build to those yeah. things. We're, and that's trying why will, people, we're trying to will a relationship into place and we don't know this person. We don't know. Like we were together for a year and we only been together for a week. You see people right. in those kind of relationships. Right. They're like, they're like, oh, we're like an old married couple. How long y'all been together? Two, two weeks. months. I'm like, <laughs> 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 it's like, oh my God. Yes. I mean, we, you know, we need, that's why it's like people do all these things with these men and women. Like she's your wife, like he's your husband. And really, you've been together for like a month. Don't even know each other. It right. takes time. I mean, you can because your people married for twenty years, they still don't know everything it is about their no. mate. It takes time. So if you, if that's why when people get married now, it's like, oh, once you get married, it's all over because you did so much in the relationship. You know, you're supposed to build to that. It's supposed to be like, and you, it should get better. You know, year one, you love each other. Year two, love each other a little bit more. You know, it grows. You should get to know each other more, know each other better. It's supposed to be like the relationship is supposed to be like fine wine. Gets better with not you. oh, the wine already peak at once the wedding now is done. Right. No, that the wedding is just that's the the wedding is the beginning, not the end. Well, the and wedding the way, is not. The, here, here's the thing: the wedding is not the marriage. See, because exactly, it's just the wedding. No, it's right. just the commitment. It, that's, exactly, that's no, it's not the marriage at all. You, a wedding is an event that we invite other people to come and share in the joy of what and we are feeling. All this euphoria, together. the the euphoria that we're feeling of being in love, and with it. And so now we want to tell everybody that we're in love, right? And yeah, we're gonna make this term. Well, we're gonna make a, co a commitment. Make a commitment. We're gonna die and law because it's law. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, but here's the funny thing. You know what the funny thing about that? And I heard, I heard. I think it was a preacher or it was someone. I don't remember who it was that said it, but they said the same way we have that energy when we are about to get married and we have this wedding. That when your marriage is in trouble, you should call all those same people that you call to witness your marriage 
mm-hmm. to say to them, we're getting divorced. He said, I bet you the divorce rate would change because it would give you an opportunity to maybe reprocess. Why did you get married to begin with? And so if you find out that you married not the right person, okay, then you still have choices. You can decide whether or not is this worth working on? Is there something here to work on? Do we need counseling? Do we need couple counseling? And then we also need individual counseling. Do we, do we both or one of us have unresolved issues on our own that we have never dealt with? And now somehow it's rearing its head in this relationship, right? Because maybe I never saw what marriage was. Maybe I didn't have examples of marriage in my life. Maybe no one in my family's marriage ever lasted. So I went in with the, if it doesn't go the way I expected or whatever, I can get out. I can go. I can leave because why? It's marriage. I don't like it anymore. I don't like you anymore. And I want to go. Right. So we don't ever get the opportunity or we don't give each other the opportunity or give ourselves the opportunity to learn ourselves. Because just remember, like every day is a new day. Every day, every week, every month, every year of life should be different. It should be. And I don't well, mean like do. massive change, but I'm saying you should be growing right. and, and your life. So it's evolving. But when you get stuck in that place, that's when all the lights go out. Well, I, I got I got a quote, a quote that I have that I that I that I you know made. And it says that you can't expect to put your marriage on autopilot and expect for it to work. You have to actually be a willing participant yeah. in the marriage. But back to what you were saying about calling everybody, I did that. I called everybody and said that we were getting a divorce. I told everybody that would listen. And he said to me, You tell everybody, I said, because it's the truth. Not to mention, I wanted no blowbacks. Right. Whatever was going on out there wasn't coming over here. Okay. Right. You know, right. so I, 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 but I knew that when I told them, I tried everything that I felt. So I was like, not like, oh, I should do this. Like, I was like, let's go for help. Let's go for counseling. Let's do this. Let's do this. None of those things that, you know, my partner, my husband at the time, he didn't want to do. You know, and I was like, hey, you know, not a problem. Didn't really want the divorce, but didn't want to do anything. But you can't be living over here and I'm living over here. You doing you and I'm supposed to be doing me. And that's, I can't not do that either. Yeah, that's, that's, that's that thing you talk about. That, that, no, that's not marriage. You know what I mean? So we're going to be together or we're not going to be together. So, right. so it's like the same thing. It's like even, like, you know, you want to have, because even in, in a marriage, you can have half of a marriage, half of a man. You know, why would I want to be in a half of a marriage when God could, I could have a whole marriage, but I got to clean all that up. And it just like, it, 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 I, I honestly say it's easier to get into it as it's harder to get out. Right. You know, so you have to do the work to get out. So, you know, when you're getting back in there again, you know, that, hey, you know, you're either going to really be serious about it. And if you're not, then don't hop into it. Right. You know, you, not, you can't. It's that's really not for the faint at heart. No way. Oh, no, 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 no. Like that's, that's the saying that Ozzy Davis said, and I just remember it. And he said, um, you know, he's married to Ruby D for like over 40 something years. Yes. 
And he said, he said, um, you know, marriage is not for cowards. Mm-hmm. And he said, because every day Ruby D would tell him, I'm leaving you. And he said, you can leave me. Just take me with you when with you go. You go, you know, because you have to you have to fight for the relationship that you want. You have to keep other people out, because let me tell you, that jealousy and that envy is it, horrible. And I can honestly tell you that it was a lot of jealousy and envy surrounding my marriage. You know, and you get that right person that's in that person's ear, you know, you know, he feels something. They start like, you know. It happened to a male friend of mine, same thing. You know, his wife started hanging out with the wrong people. And they say, you know, I could do better than you. Just give me mm-hmm. some of them, the real estate you got, you know. And, is, and, and, and you know, she may got a little bit of real estate, can't really hold on to all that she got. And he's on to a better and happier marriage, you know, doing a lot better than her. So, you know, all that scheming and scamming that people do and people getting in your ear, my other friend, the same thing. All the time, oh, she get anything. She no, you do better without him and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And serve the papers. He found the papers on the fire, the mantle, behind the mantle behind the fireplace. He saw the paper. He said, "Oh, this is what you want? <laughs> you know, make sure it's what you want." So you know, you don't be don't be crazy. You know, but people do all sorts of things. My my sister-in-law, her and her husband in the same house, married. She went to the mailbox and saw he had sent her divorce papers. Didn't even tell him. Like, 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 say he was in the kitchen and she was back in the kitchen. She's like, what's this? Well, I want a divorce. That's how she found out. Why? Why? See? Like, like how my friend found out with the, with, when she tried to hide the papers on the mantle, uh, the fireplace mantle, the same way. You, you know, or, you know, I mean, he looks at the papers like, what? See, see, so, right, there, right there is where I, you know, what, what I'm realizing the older I get, is that when we do things cowardly, we're definitely not sure why we're doing it. Exactly. Sure. Does that make sense? When we do, no, anything, I agree 100% with when you. we do anything cowardly, when we do anything secretly, um, you know, it, that is that is a part of our own insecurity. Of when course. we decide, when we decide, when we make a decision to take up with someone else's spouse. That's that's a coward decision. Mm-hmm. It's a coward decision. It's a very coward decision mm-hmm. because you know it's not right. Mm-hmm. So this is why you do it, and then you do it, and then you try to justify it. You try to make excuses for it, and you try to say, "Oh, okay," but it's coward. It's cowardly, and we know it's wrong, and we know it would be. We know that there would be shame attached to it. And we know that other people would not approve of what we're doing. Exactly. Right. That doesn't mean. So hear what I'm saying. I'm not passing judgment. Because I've been in situations I had no business being in. But for me, I realize when you do those types of actions, whatever it may be, It's cowardly, and that's why you do it the way you do it. And this is why when you get ready to make a decision about a real relationship, a true relationship, sometimes you do it cowardly. So instead Mm -hmm. of going and saying, well, let me go talk to you. Let me look you in the eyes. Let me share with you what I'm really really experiencing here. And that's good and bad. Mm -hmm. We'd rather not do it that way because then 
it's funny enough that those are the times that we will take the advice of other people before we take the advice of the people that we sleep with or we're married to. Exactly. Make sense? Makes a lot of sense. That's kind of strange because we can't talk. We say, I can't talk to him. He says, I can't talk to her. She doesn't listen. He doesn't listen. Nobody's listening. But now we go and we talk to somebody else who then says, well, here's a solution for you. And you could get this and you could get that. And you could, as if this is, this was a, this is a bargaining chip. Exactly. Just like when you have children and it mm. comes down to the, well, you could get this amount of money and you could get that amount of money and you could do this. And I will tell you, that was one of the things for me that I was like, I'm never, ever going to be in a situation where I'm going to barter my children. No. Use my children as um, the dangling. Like, this is mm -hmm. this is what if you want to see them, then you got to. And mm -hmm. I've said this before, and I know some women probably would get mad at me, but I just don't believe because when we do that with our children, there's going to come a reckoning day that your children may ask you, "Well, how much? Are, how mm -hmm. much was I worth?" Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And That's then right. you say, "What? What do you mean?" Well, how much was I worth? Like, how much did daddy need to have? Or how much money did mommy need to have that I would have been able to see my, my, my father or my mother? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure, even though you thought at the time you were doing the right thing, there's mm -hmm. no dollar amount that you would be able to look your children in the eye and tell them, they needed this in order for them to have been able to be in your life and have a relationship with you. So that's so true. Right about that. So nonetheless, just yeah, look it, at your why's. Look at your why, because your yeah. why is your why is everything. Your why is why you do what you do. Your why is your existence. Your why is why you wake up every day and then you decide to you the decisions that you make. You know, mm -hmm. at, at points in our lives, our why is to, you know, for ourselves, you know, I, I want to graduate from college. I, I got to graduate from high school. I want to get a good job. I want to, okay. Then as you get older, my why is I don't want to grow old by myself. I want a partner in life. I want to experience this. I want to experience that. And then you have children and then your children become your why for probably the rest of your lives. <laughs> Even when they are gone and they, they now have their own whys. That's right. But, it's true. but then look at it that way. You have to then choose a whole nother set of whys once your children are out of the house and they're living their own lives. Like we're doing. Right. I mean, I like this being because, you know, I was thinking the other day, you uh, say, you know, I'm, I'm in Orlando. I was driving and I was like, wow, I just felt good. And, you know, we used to come down here often because, you know, my mother-in-law lived down here. Mm -hmm. And, um, it's just like, I felt like, wow. And it just, I evoked, we were on the phone too. I, I evoked all this good energy in me. And it was like, you know, life changes because never in a million years when we were coming down, you know, me and my family, that I would think I would just be single again, you know? Mm -hmm. And literally, you know, I, I was in the car, we got the, the car seats, the kids, me, him, so that we had the dog with us. You know, here I am driving the car just by myself. Yes. No car seats, no dog, no children. 
And right. it's like, wow, and it's amazing like how your life does go full circle. You know, it could have even been, okay, we would have stayed married, then right. it would have been just like we started dating again, just the two of us in the right. car together. Right. And now it's like, I felt like, wow, like I'm, I'm back to just me in the car, you know, like <laughs> I need to get a two-seater like I have in so many years, me and my pocketbook, you know. And so, it, but it was like, it wasn't a bad feeling. It was like, hey, this is, this is what, this is what life looks like. You know, this is what my life looks like right now. Yes. And it's okay. You know, okay. I went yesterday, had, I, I said Rex brunch, which I'm starving now. I need to go have me some more brunch by right. myself, you know, and it was like, it was cool. You know what I mean? I tell you like now, like this time when I left the house, I was, I was ready. I was ready before, but even when, you know, after the divorce and me just traveling with my children, you know, my son gets all the gets all the suitcases in the car. He makes sure the garbage is out. My daughter right. makes sure we got to cut the heat down and cut the heat off. She checks the lights, whatever. And literally, I would just walk down with my pocketbook and just prance to the car. And at this point, they're not driving yet. So I'm in the driver's seat. And they said, Mama, we got everything. We're ready to go. Now it's like. Oh, Stephanie, make sure, you know, you got the garbage the out. You <laughs> took the heat down. But this day is funny. I, I, I just, you know, I've cut the heat, make sure the lights, whatever, make sure everything's off. And, but I walked out my little travel bag and got in the yes. car. I was like, okay, oh, I got this. Right. But I left in September to go. I was like, oh. Why has changed? But isn't it a lovely yes, thing? Yes, in your you know, and it's, and it's all good because you have to like, I, I can't live back there in that space. You can't go backwards. You can only go nope. forward. You yep, know, absolutely. And, you know, here you are, you know, and it's so funny. Stuck. You can't stay stuck because before we're here, we're, we're at um, SeaWorld, Disney, whatever. I haven't even been on international drive. I'm not even trying to go over there. Okay. <laughs> That's not what I came here for. But it's just it's just interesting, you know what I mean? That you how your life just, you know, it's just a whole different life. You know, like me and my kids, we like to hit that Waffle House because we don't have one by us. And you know, I was like, so they said you want a booth? I said, I can sit right here at the bar, it's just me. Right. I'm good. You know. So it's all good. It's usually me and one of them or both of them. You know, so that was interesting yesterday. I'm not gonna lie. Oh, I love that. <laughs> yes, love yes, that yes. Because that's what life is about. Your why changes. It is. It is. Your why changes over and over and over again. It does. It does. I have a quote that was saying something like, "Even though, like, you don't see that your life is changing, it was like a, just that needle on your life, on your life. Um, what I call it, your lifespan." The needle yes. moves every so slightly. So even yes. though it appears like today was like yesterday, it really wasn't. It wasn't. Because it can't be. Every day your life is changing and evolving as it should. And so should you. You know, so you do have to go back and evaluate. And you have to you have to work at your marriage. And it yes. should be a job that you want to go to every single day. You have to show up. You know, and that person, that's. And you have another thing that people do, you share, you want to share all the good times with your friends, you know, because, you know, we all have male friends, females and the males have female friends. You have to really limit those things when you're in a relationship, because it's, it doesn't not to say that we are human, not to say that there will be an involvement, but there could be it's a lot of emotional involvement. You know what I mean? 
So you're on your way home to your wife, your girl, your your friend, you know, platonic friend calls you, and y'all just kikiing up about all the funny stuff. You know, your wife like now all the kiki and funny stuff you already shared with somebody. Right. So you don't have nothing to share with her. Right. So now y'all right. y'all end up talking about all the hard stuff. You know what I mean? Or you know, you got kids, kids, soccer practice, basketball practice, whatever they got to go to. Oh, we had an unexpected bill, the window broke, you know, whatever. So it's like, you know, and I learned this from my mentor. So you start eventually looking at that person that you're married to, like, she's the stress. Whereas this friend over here, she's the, she's the relief because we keep right. getting up. We don't got nothing. And the same thing with the female. You know what I mean? That's your friend, your platonic friends. And every time you see him, oh, girl, you look good. You have changed since we were in college, you know, and he just has all the compliments for you, you know. And the husband, he just sees you and you look like stress and all this kind of stuff. So he don't have no compliments for you. You know, next thing you know. Yeah. I remember a pastor a said, the pastor said once before that men see sometimes their lives and their marriage and their wives and their children and all the things that they're responsible for as liabilities. Oh, and absolutely. I, and I remember I was devastated when he said that. I was devastated. Like, what? But he said, yeah. He says, you know what? You know, think about it. If a man is doing what a man needs to do, and he's, you know, doing his role as head of the household, as a husband, as a father, as the, the you know, even if you work, he's still responsible for mm -hmm. his household mm -hmm. and sometimes the stress of life it starts to feel like you know he's like he leaves work he gets to his car and he realizes gotta pay for this car mm -hmm. he pulls up to you know he's struggled through traffic he pulls up to the house and he goes there's another liability because he's got to pay for the house and keep this roof over our mm -hmm. head right and then when he opens the door and you the wife and the kids are now, daddy, 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 hey, babe, how are you? He goes, and oh my God, and I still got to take care of them. Mm -hmm. And I, like I said, in the beginning, I was very insulted. I was very hurt by that statement. But here, hence again, sometimes we misunderstand the roles. And mm -hmm. when we don't understand the roles of what happens in relationship or the stress that the other person is going through whether it's real or imaginary or inflicted upon self-inflicted just mm -hmm. remember they're still going through it just as mm -hmm. you're going through whatever it is you're going through and so it's important to remember that especially now at this time going on in our world right now in our universe everybody's going through something Every yeah, they really are. They really are. And we have to grant ourselves grace. Mm -hmm. And we definitely have to grant grace to those in our lives that we love. Our husbands, our wives, mm -hmm. our children, mm -hmm. our siblings, our, our quote-unquote employees. Mm -hmm. And of course, there are times that you would feel like, well, I need grace and no one's giving it to me. Mm -hmm. But that's why it's called grace. Mm -hmm. Right? It just should. 
because every day God gives us grace. If it had not been for him. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Had not I know when I was married, I would try to give my, like, I, I read this article years ago. I said, when I, if a man comes home and he smells food cooking, it, it instantly distresses him. So I would have like the food and the kids was always in the bed by the time he came home. Why he was just mm-hmm. getting home when I was bathing them or whatever, getting ready for bed. So he could just have that time, you know, just to breathe, to relax, whatever, you know, but, you know, like, and, you know, I, you know, I did what I did, you know, and just to try to, you know, I worked on my business, whatever, but it was like, when I, I never forget when I got pregnant with my daughter and I said to him, he's like, oh, you have to stop working. So I was part, I was working part-time plus running my business and I went into false labor and I was like really uncomfortable. I said, are you ready really to take on all of this? Are you ready? Right. You know what I mean? Because what I did do is I gave him a down payment for the house, which is like my money. And uh, I paid off all of my personal bills. So really the only thing we had was the house. And then I got a car. I needed a new car. And so that was it. So to limit all that and just watch, like, he was the CEO and I was the CFO. And at that point, it was running really, really well. Mm-hmm. But like I said, that when you, I don't know, I, I mean, I never could understand, but I just seemed like the more that um, he grew, the more that he wasn't interested, mm-hmm. you know. So, you know, I don't, you know, that's the way I see it. I'm sure it's the, I don't know, but I can see, you know, so because it was like, you know, I tried to, you know, I was, I was definitely financially abused in the relationship, no ifs and buts about it. But I tried to limit all of those things, but you're still doing all these things. And I'm like, you always say, but we don't live that kind of lifestyle. It just, it never computed to me, <laughs> you know, but, you know, I just think, that's a prime example of somebody's why changing, but you didn't you didn't know why. Exactly, you know. And and somewhere along the line, his why changed, and you didn't, but you didn't know his why changed. Exactly, and it was more like you. You need to do this. You need to be working when you do this. And at that point, I'm like, well, I'm not doing any of those things because I have to take care of our children. Mm-hmm. You could build. I was not about to put my kids like you know that that was fearful for me. Like I had to show up for my kids every single day and be there for my children, you know, and especially when I had like no help like that because I didn't have any family to look close. And I didn't know if they were going to go to family, to be honest with you, after what, how I was raised, you know what I'm saying? So no, 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 because you're not, you're able to build everything you have to come home whenever you want to come home, whatever, because I got this. And even now when I look back on it, all the things that my children are achieving and the fact that nobody ever touched my children and all these things, if I had to do it all over again, I'd do it the same way. Right, exactly. Because in the end, they became the priority, you know, because whatever you have or you feel that you don't, I'd be like, hey, we don't need all this stuff. We don't need this big old house. We can sell the house. Right. We can scale down. Because right. it's about these children. It's about raising this family. That was my head. And I think he was like, no, we need a bigger house. And if you did more, we get bigger, bigger, bigger. And they're like, no, we don't need bigger, bigger, bigger. You know, right. we need to maintain what we have or we need to go down more. See, that's something about, right. to, you know, to, right. to, to, to deflate the stress that's going on. And instead, we feel like the more we have, the more we have to make it bigger, like you said. And we don't even realize how much stress we put on ourselves, unnecessary stress that we don't have to mm-hmm. have. Right. Yeah. 
So yeah, like I, yeah, we not that. Well, hey, it's, it's all it's all good. You know, it's not that serious. And I I really did. I remember that Lucy Mandel song. Like I, I can't remember the name, but it's like I did really feel like that. I'd rather live in a tent with you than have all these things as long as we're together. Because I, I I could make a tent look beautiful now. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, you know, that wasn't, that wasn't, a, and I think what, what it came down to when maybe, I don't know if you ever realized that when it came down to it, he realized that how you were reading me, you were reading me wrong. Right. Because I think that you could, I, I could definitely have it all. Make it have it all at the same time, but right. I was going to make it way. You know what right. I'm saying? But we don't, so like, we don't understand that until we've, you know, fallen enough times and skinned up our knees and our foreheads and lost some teeth. And then we realize, yeah, maybe you can have it all. You can have it all, but maybe you can't have it all at the same time, you know? Exactly. But if you live but in this way, you figure it out. Exactly. Yeah. And there, there, are, there are ways that you can have what you want. I'll be like, if you let me handle this situation, I have what's right, you know? But, you know, hey. So, you know, but people, I, I, I knew that. You know, I just couldn't pinpoint it. But it's out of the envy and the jealousy of everything that you were achieving. And then you come to see what you have. Oh, and, you know, what's she do? Oh, will oh, because I would do this. And I would do this. I'm sure some of that being told, we could have all of this. Can you imagine if you didn't have to do that, what you could have, you know? So you get to keep most of your stuff, you know? Yeah. And that's all well and good. But life goes on and here we are living it. Yes, we are. And living it well. And doing it well and being happy about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, once you get past it, you make a decision and you go for it. That's that's what all you can do. You know, because the one thing I won't do, you know, like I had like one of my sister was her husband left her and went to live with somebody else. She called and harassed those people, harassed those people. And eventually, you know, he came back. You know, I wouldn't have wanted you back. Mm-mm. No, not begging you to be back. Not begging you to come back. You got to go. I'm not begging you to stay. They say, you know, no, no. and they come back let and them send, them, send them away again. <laughs> yeah, let them go. So it's like, you you want, I, I can't. And I think that sometimes, what I do think, men and women, you 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 say things and make people only make them, you know. Yeah. You know, and he said, oh, you threaten me all the time. I would just say, like, it seems like you don't want to be married. I'm just asking, if you don't want to be married, yeah. let me know. Yeah. I say, because I could go marry somebody else and, you know, and raise my children, you know, raise our children. I don't, you know, I don't think, I think it's an honest question. Yeah. You know, some people may feel it's a threat. It's an honest question. You know, well, I think it's an honest question. And we, and it's the question, like, we all have to, we all need to be in the habit of asking ourselves why. Mm-hmm. We have to ask the people that we're engaged with in our lives why. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we definitely, when we are so, when we're confused or we're unclear or we're uncertain mm-hmm. or we just mm-hmm. simply don't know, we don't even know that we don't know, mm-hmm. you have to ask why. It's important. Mm-hmm. Why is a is a full and complete sentence. Yes, it is. And you, yes, it and is. you must learn to you, use it more often mm-hmm. than we do. And sometimes yeah. we don't ask the why because we really don't want to know the truth. Oh, well, absolutely. Because sometimes absolutely. we already know the answer. I mean, we're hoping that that's not the answer, but a lot of times we already know the answer. But even mm-hmm. that, you still have to ask the question so that you have clarity. Mm-hmm. Because then clarity mm-hmm. gives you the ability to make better decisions and make mm-hmm. decisions that are good for you and about mm-hmm. you. 
Because there are times mm. in your life that it has to be for you and about you. Mm. It's not always going to be that way, but there are times that the decision has to be for you and about you. And so... Because clear talk makes for clear understanding. Yes, it does. You know, and honest communication, you know, but people want to, like, not have the honest communication or, you know, whatever. Because, you know, it's more than, you know, people want you for, need you for other things other than okay. that. You know, but you have to be like honest. You can't tie other people's lives up for your own selfishness, Correct. which people do. Um, men and women will tie you up until they get whatever they want in order or uh, whatever it is. You know, are the kids are a certain age? You see when kids go to college or high school, I mean, or go to college after they graduate from high school, then the parents get divorced and all this kind of stuff. Right. And, and it's, you know, it's, it's like some kids are like very devastated by that, too. But some didn't notice and some noticed and I'm like, y'all should do this sooner. You know right. what I'm saying? So it goes a lot like of different ways. I was wondering ways. what took you so long. Exactly, exactly. You know, because the key is like you have to want to be happy. If you're not happy with this person, you need to be happy with somebody. I feel alone. You're not happy with anybody. You know, because the truth is, you cannot make somebody love you if they don't. That's one thing. And I find that we're around here trying to make people love us, and the secret to people loving you <laughs> is you loving yourself. Oh, he's like, how do you find something? Once you fall in love with yourself, start there first. Because you teach people how to treat and love you, you, how you love and treat yourself. Right. If you're talking yourself, if you you ignoring everything in your life to be with this person, they already showed you. You showing them. Oh, she'll she'll ignore her kids, ignore everything else just to be with me. So you're already teaching them how to treat you or her. Right. That's correct. Yeah, fall in love with yourself. And you'll get the love that you desire. Very true. Mm -hmm. Very true. Those are my final but words for today. <laughs> I was going to say, I think that's a good place for us to say so long. Uh, this Today has been really awesome. I, I know for me. It really has. I said, you know, I, I need to talk out loud so I can hear myself think. So I know that's right. I know I'm that's talking, right. When I'm talking, I'm coaching myself too. You know, uh -huh. um, because I have the opportunity to go back and say to myself, why? I mean, this is how this whole conversation started because I I was asking why. And then I said, well, you're asking yeah. someone else why. You have to ask your own yeah. self why, right? Absolutely. And so um, take some time out. Take a moment. Start asking yourself why. Jot mm -hmm. down why. Just put yeah, it on a piece of it. paper and start mm -hmm. having a conversation about yeah. Right. And then mm -hmm. when you, if you need to have that conversation with your significant other, find a time to say why. Mm -hmm. You know, and That's so right. life is a, life is life is full of questions, but it's also full yes. of answers, and we always have to make sure we seek answers. Answers are there. There are. Well, you don't have to have the answers to everything, but you want to know the answers to certain things. Certain right. things are just God. God just gives right. to you. You don't question right. God. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. You know, right. and you, but you know the difference. You know what is God given and what is right? Because we always remember yeah. God is infinite and we are finite. So you're never going to exactly. your why to God could be He may answer, He may not. Exactly. You got to live with it. But with people, you do have the opportunity to ask why, and and, and, they, and they, they may, may answer also, right, and they may answer and they may not. But also understand, you know, even if they're not answering. Is an answer. Says a lot. 
Exactly. <laughs> Let's be clear here. That's a lot. It's, 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 it's Even though valuable. not answering is an answer. It's so, true. It's true. It's true. So, yeah. We want to thank you all so much. Again, we hope that you all enjoyed today. We hope that we shared some information and made you, you know, have some thoughts. Hope that you have some why questions for yourself and why questions for others in your life. And we do really hope that you get answers. Now, don't go shooting out all day long for the rest of the week, the rest of the month. Like, everybody, why? Why you do this? Why you do this? Why? Start with yourself. Start, uh -huh. there. Start there and be kind to yourself mm -hmm. when you're asking the why questions because they will be hard. And, and sometimes exactly. the answers are not what we're prepared to deal with. So you'll need to start with your own question and answers and then move on, right? So we thank you all for joining us today. Um, you know, as we tell you all, all the time, we are both life coaches and um, would love the opportunity to speak with you, share with you, and um, share this podcast, share this episode. Again, today was our 30th episode. <laughs> Yay. Don't talk to her. <laughs> Bravo, Steph. Bravo. Bravo. And so um, we hope that you share and you can continue to join us and continue to share with others to join us as well. Um, I can be reached at I do love coaching at gmail.com. Of course, you can reach me on Spotify, the autopsy of her healing and father resiliency. And then you can also uh, find us on YouTube as well. And Steph. Um, you can find me on uh, mymentor.life slash Stephanie Diani Green. And, you know, you can find us like on Spotify, like Iris said. Yep. Um, you can also find me, Stephanie Diani Green, on Instagram also. Right. Oh, yes. I'm on the gram too. At I do love coaching. Yes. So we, again, hope that you all have a wonderful rest of the week. Enjoy it. Enjoy your time. Talk to yourself. Love on yourself a little bit. And um, have a good one. Thank you all so much. We love you. Bye. Love it. Have a great weekend. <laughs> love you, honey bunny. Love you, honey bunny. Have a great weekend. You too.